Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thank you for stopping by. Let's talk about stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all grow together. What's going on, investors? Welcome uh, or welcome back to uh, Let It Grow Investing. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping back in to check out what we've got on today's show. Uh, we've got a lot of different earnings reports coming in. Uh, you know, it's big earnings season week here, uh, both sides of this week. We've got uh, a lot of earnings last week, some more next week. But, uh, you know, this week we had uh, numbers coming out from uh, Simon Property, Take-Two Interactive, uh, Tyson Foods. We had Peloton, big numbers from them. We'll get into that a bit later. Oh, we've got uh, Enphase coming out with some some huge numbers and some big movement there. Uh, and, you know, we had talked about this one a lot. This one's kind of been my baby. Uh, we've been, uh, originally we were buying it in the 130s, 140 range. Um, I thought it was just too cheap. It, uh, it then ran up to about 270, 280. And I thought it was just too much of a run. So I uh, actually had sold some of that position at that 280 mark. Uh, and then I had told you guys I was doing that. I didn't sell all of it. I sold a, a you know portion of it. And then I was I was ready for it the for the drop, let it to come back down to earth. And then when we hit that 130 range again, I said it, it's time for me to go back in on this one. So I was buying pretty aggressively and trying to build that position. So now I'm ready for this run. Uh, they had good earnings, good guidance. They're up about 20% pre-market here on Wednesday. Uh, so ultimately, uh, I'm ready to, to ride this wave again. Uh, that's part of what happens with these growth stocks. We're going to let them run. We're going to sell them off, You know, buy the dips, sell the rips. So when it uh, keeps on going up, you want to take that profit. You want to lock that in. Don't be greedy. You know, It's not going to keep going all the time. You have to be uh, mindful about what's going on out there in the market. So, um, you know, the growth stocks are just more more of that ride the wave. You become a professional surfer sometimes uh, versus some of, you know, your in, your index funds or ETFs. It's more like riding a train. You're just on the track and it just goes where it's going to go. Um, sometimes with the growth stocks, you got to got to trim, got to take that uh, that gain. Uh, you also got to, you know, limit your losses. We'll talk about that a bit uh, in a second. But uh um, so I've started doing my business taxes, uh, which is kind of kind of related, kind of unrelated to what we're going to get into. But uh, uh, ultimately, I compile all my numbers and uh, then I hand it all off to my CPA that is going to put it all together and make sure I don't miss anything, make sure that uh, everything's getting recorded right, make sure I'm getting uh, paying what I what I need to pay and not anymore. Uh, so that got me thinking. If you are uh, a self-directed investor like myself, sometimes you need to obviously use your resources, but uh, there's a lot of people that are more comfortable using an advisor. Um, so it's a, it's a lot of what works for you. You know, I, I give my taxes off to my CPA because I'm comfortable with him doing it. I don't know tax laws. I don't know how to get the most deductions. And I always feel like I'm going to raise some red flags if I do it myself. So I hand it off to someone. Uh, in a very similar way that a lot of people feel with uh, investing. They'd rather have an advisor that does this every day, take a look and uh, you know, put their money where it's best fit for them. 
And sometimes, you know, they, they might see something different than what we don't see. And sometimes, you know, they, they might not get it right. And, you know, the, the home gamer might do better. But uh, overall, if you got someone that you trust that uh, can invest your money, there's nothing wrong with that. So, um, but one thing I, I have noticed recently is, uh, well, I have my brokerage, my IRA, then my, my wife, hi Jess, has her uh, IRA from a previous 401k that got rolled over. And then a current 401k that uh, is, I think it's still managed by her company, but the IRA is with Edward Jones. Okay. So, um, so we have a little bit of diversity there. I have, you know, all of our money is, is split between that. So some of it we manage, some of it we have someone else manage. And I've always thought that's a good way that, you know, if I get something wrong, the advisor hopefully doesn't and has another path and another way to make a dollar. Anyhow, she had called us uh, about two weeks back and said, hey, look, you know, the market's down. Are you guys looking to uh, maybe move some more money in to, to buy some of these dips that are out there in the market? And ultimately, we had said yes, you know, get a couple more dollars in there, buy the dip and and let it run. Um, on the other side of things, uh, I was talking to someone else who has an advisor. They have a, a rollover IRA. And they've been in a conservative uh, type setup for years, probably about 10 years, hasn't been touched. And, you know, they, they said, you know, Hey, look, I'm going to, I'm going to take my money out. I'm going to manage it myself. And this advisor had said, Oh, Hey, look, you know, I've been trying to get a hold of you. I, I couldn't reach you. Uh, you know, I left a voicemail and this person was like, you know, the, you didn't try to call me My phone number hasn't changed for 15 years. And, the the point is yes there's you you want to make sure your advisor has your best interest you don't want to have to reach out with them when when it's only a problem uh certainly make sure that you know you're in the right setup when it's time for you to be buying that and then also you want to make sure that uh you know your plans and their plans align you know if you want to be aggressive you're young and you want to be aggressive with your ira or you're trying to make up for lost time make sure they know that make sure that uh, you're you're getting that money invested in the right place also if they're they're not reaching out but maybe once a year or not even that um you know maybe it's not the right advisor or maybe you just need to go ahead and, and reach out to them and say hey look i, I want to get aggressive with this i want money uh you know i want 10 percent of my money in evs and if they have a problem with that you know obviously let them explain to you why it's a problem or Find another person that's going to do what you want with your money, because at the end of the day, it's your money. They're the advisor. But if you still want a certain, you know, breakdown of I want this there or, you know, wherever they need to they need to follow what you want to do with your money. Because, like I said, at the end of the day, it's yours. But uh, so a little bit of a different dynamic between these two investors. One said, get money invested. Now's the time. And, you know, we've had this advisor for a while and they know our position. They know where we're at, where we want to go. Uh, and this other one said, you know, hey, leave it in conservative right now. You don't want to get too aggressive in this market. We're not sure where things are going. Let things settle down. Um, so I, I guess it's all of a matter of being comfortable with what you have. Know your advisor, make the phone calls, reach out, make sure things are on track. Now, am I saying it's the perfect time to move from conservative to, you know, all the way aggressive? No, I'm not. But would it be a good time to up it a little bit? 
in order to uh, take advantage of some of the dips. I mean, for me, it is. You know, I think I've made that pretty clear that I'm trying to buy these dips and, and let it run. Uh, so then you get into some of the people that have valuation concerns. Um, I was looking on the Wall Street Journal at uh, historical P.E. ratios of the Dow, the NASDAQ, the S&P, <clears throat> and really looking to see where we are versus where we were. And uh, ultimately trying to figure out if uh, now is a good time to buy, if the multiples on the P.E. ratios have come back down, meaning the price uh, divided by your earnings gets your P.E. So if uh, a higher P.E. just means you're paying more for that stock. So currently the, the Dow Jones industrial average P.E. is 19.75. So it's under 20. This time a year ago, it was at 31.3. So that multiple has gotten brought down by about uh, 11 and a half points. So it means we're paying less for that same share versus what we were uh, a year ago. So, you know, the, the multiples have come back down. People are saying, you know, we've run up 100% since the pandemic. Things are overvalued. It's not there yet. But a 19 times PE on the Dow is showing us that it has come back down, that uh, we aren't overpaying. You know, it, it might be a little bit less going forward. Uh, I'm not sure of the historical value. Uh, Wall Street Journal does have an estimate of 18.68 on the P, uh, PE ratio. So about another one point down from where we're at, meaning it could get a little bit cheaper, but uh, we have come come in quite a bit from where we were, you know, probably 30 some percent lower than than where we were on a P.E. ratio basis. Um, so then, you know, we look at the Nasdaq. Same thing. We have currently about a 33.62 P.E. on these uh, growth and tech stocks is typically what the Nasdaq 100 is. And last year we were at about a 39.55. So the earnings are still good. Uh, the multiples have been brought in. And, you know, ultimately that's a, that's a sign that things are getting cheaper. Some of that printing of money has been slowed down. There's probably not as much money out there. I, I know numbers are still at probably record highs, but uh, these multiples are getting chopped down. They're getting brought back to uh, more of a mean, more of an average of where they have been. Uh, and then same thing on the S and P year ago, we were at, you know, call it 44. Now we're at 25.3. So big correction in the, the PE numbers of the, uh, of the S and P. And as I'm saying, you know, we haven't uh, seen the stock prices or as a broad market, we haven't seen them come down from, you know, probably 30, 40%. But uh, that also means that the earnings numbers have been better uh, because we haven't seen that stock price correct 40%. We've seen it about, uh, you know, probably 10% uh, as a mixture between these different uh, indexes. So the, the earnings have been stronger. The, the price and the multiple has gotten weaker uh, just on the fact of some of the different uh, things going on out there in the economy. And for me, that means we got a strong setup uh, underlying uh, strong earnings that really show us that it is a decent time to still invest. We have had these multiples come back down to earth. Some of the frothiness is out of the market. And, you know, ultimately we're in a good spot to, to keep adding into these different positions. Uh, so 
if your advisor's telling you one thing and you don't like it, you know, look at the numbers. The numbers don't lie. Uh, you know, there's always going to be a different way to make a dollar out there. And just make sure that you're looking for the right ways. Uh, a diversified approach, dollar cost averaging. Uh, and like I was saying earlier, you can set a stop loss. You know, if you have a stock that's uh, done real well, say Enphase. Say, you know, we had Enphase, it's at 280. You can set a stop loss on, you know, some of your shares, all your shares, whatever you're looking to sell. If you were to set that stop loss 20% or 10% lower from 280 at like 250, 252, you could have sold out at that 252 level just automated. You don't have to look at it. You don't have to blink about it. It's just, you know, a, a pending order that's in your portfolio, ready to roll whenever that price reaches that target. Uh, so you still would have saved about $100 a share from where we were uh, yesterday. Now, you know, today we're moving up, but uh, you would have locked in those gains and then you would have been able to buy those dips. So you don't have to ride the stock down 30, 40, 50%. You can set these stop losses, trailing stop losses in order to uh, lock in that profit. On the other hand, if you are looking to buy a stock, you can simply do the same thing, a limit buy, where you're setting the price that you want to pay for this stock uh, ahead of time. You know, the sane version of you that did all your homework, did all your due diligence, you know where you want to buy it. Say you wanted to buy it at 145, you set that alert, uh, either as an alert to remind you, hey, you know, smart you said buy this at 145, or uh, you can simply set a buy order to trigger at 145. So lots of different ways to, to take some of the emotion out of it, take some of the guessing out of it. Um, you know, I just had an alert that came up that said, hey, buy uh, Facebook at 225 or 228, whatever it was. And now I'm looking at it and saying, hey, you know, do I want to get in more involved in this name uh, with the current situation, the current fundamentals, the current uh, uh, problems that they're having and slowing growth, this, that, the other. Uh, ultimately, it, it triggers my mind to look at this uh, at Facebook or Meta uh, to add a couple more shares and really gets me thinking more about it when I see these alerts. So definitely something you can do out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely take a look at uh, what's going on, the individual names, make sure that your advisor is putting you in the right place at the right time. Uh, or, you know, if you're self-directed, continue to dollar cost average, buy the dips, or use your, your own intuition and your own due diligence to uh, look at the PEs, look at the stocks, and really make a call as to what's best for you at any given point in time. Uh, so just don't, don't go blindly with what they say. But uh, have that relationship, have that back and forth with your advisor. And, you know, like I said, a diversified approach with having an advisor handle some of your money, you handle some of your money, or, you know, uh, they handle the IRA, I handle the brokerage. That's perfectly fine, perfectly acceptable. So whatever's going to make you comfortable, make you sleep better at night, uh, I think that's probably your best way to do it. But as long as you're saving and investing, uh, you're going to thank yourself in the future. So uh, if you haven't started, I've got some different links in the description, um, you know, for, you know, the different ways that I invest from uh, E-Trade to Crypto.com, Webull for fractional shares and uh, Binance. So if you need to get started, you can certainly use those. E-Trade does have uh, preset portfolios that you can invest directly into for different uh, age ranges or different uh, targets, things like that. 
uh, or you can simply look up ETFs that fit your needs and invest in those as well. But uh, that's what I got on this part. We're going to take a break and then we're going to start talking earnings on some of these different companies that have been reporting this week. All right. Welcome back to the show. Uh, so before we get into some earnings reports that we are looking at for this week, um, and keeping track of a couple of the companies that we really have our eye on, uh, wanted to say thank you for all the, uh, the shares, the likes, the subscribes, the, uh, the comments, all of it. I definitely appreciate the community aspect that we are building. And, uh, I definitely like to see people share, uh, other topics that I might have missed or things that are important to you uh, really means the world to me that uh, people are kind of coming together around a, a general theme of getting our financial freedom in order and uh, investing in some companies that we really know and believe in long term. And uh, as I said earlier, sometimes are red, sometimes are green, but long term, uh, that's where we're really going to shine. And I think that's uh, definitely my angle on investing. And I hope you guys share that as well. Um, so if you want to, uh, feel free to share in the, uh, uh, the let it grow investing page on Facebook. And if you'd like to support the channel, you can do so at the anchor.fm slash let it grow, where you can support for as little as 99 cents a month. Uh, and I really would appreciate that as well. Um, as always, we've got the other uh, links for Weeble, for crypto.com, for Binance, for E-Trade in the description to help you get started. There are some different bonus offers. I know one on Webull expires on the 10th. I think you can get three free shares for just signing up uh, for an account and depositing as little as like $10. You get three free shares. I think right now the valuation is between $3 to $3,000 per share. So you, I think uh, it might even be like $6,300 potentially you could get. Uh, I think is the, the current prom uh, promotion. So if you haven't started, it's basically free money. Uh, I get a couple shares for starting. So that's kind of like my thank you for you getting your free shares. Uh, so I definitely appreciate that. Uh, but they've always got some different promotions going on. Sometimes they're a little be better than others. Uh, so if you're looking to get started, head on over, use my link and uh, get started. Uh, and you can invest in fractional shares over there like we do on the uh, investing challenge. Uh, but going forward, we have a lot of different earnings coming out this week. It's a big earnings week. Um, we had Simon Property come out and uh, they had a beat on revenue, beat on earnings, and their their free cash flow came in a little bit light. They are at, uh, they're down about three and a half percent today. And, you know, this is one that has, you know, paid a dividend for a long time. Right now it's about four percent but one that I had been in and out of, uh, especially after um, things were getting closed down with the pandemic, I was able to get this one cheap. I had done some trading with this. Uh, and it's certainly one that is a, a pretty regular dividend payer, regular dividend raiser, and one that I would probably get back into if the price is right. The, uh, the PE on uh, REITs, we really don't use as much. We look at free cash flow and that is down. Guidance was still good, but free cash flow was down. Uh, but the PE is a 24 times earnings on this one. Um, and like I said, you still get your 4% dividend. And I was going to try to do analyst research on this guy. Uh, currently about 21% of upside and a lot of different hold ratings coming out today. So maybe not the right time to buy into it with uh, that uh, free cash flow coming down, but certainly one that you could take a look at. 
Uh, Take Two Interactive also reported yesterday. Um, and they had a pretty decent earnings. Let's see. And the five-day chart, they uh, they definitely had a uptick from the fourth. They closed at, uh, on the fourth, they were around 160. And now they're about 172 today. So they, it looks like they had a pretty decent quarter. Uh, minor spill on downbeat on their guidance, but the outlook remains bright. Um, so if you're in the, the video game space, this one, uh, I think they do Grand Theft Auto. I forget their other titles, but uh, definitely, you know, that, that video game space has been doing pretty well here lately as well. Uh, maybe not the skills one we were talking about earlier, but some of the other movements that are going on in Microsoft, Sony, uh, Activision, Blizzard, you know, a lot of those names we've talked about recently. Uh, Tyson Foods, let's get into that one because, you know, normally you don't see a 10% move on a, uh, a meat producer. But they had a, uh, a really good quarter. They had higher costs. They cited that in their uh, the report. But they've also been able to pass these prices on. A lot of demand for their product. Um, very low PE at 11.99. Uh, you're going to get that, uh, that dividend, which is 1.86, which is going to put you on track with a, uh, a traditional Dow. The, the average of the Dow right now is about 1.98. So it's a little bit light to that. But uh, it does have uh, um, some really good earnings right now. There's a lot of demand, and uh, they've been able to pass that pricing on uh, to the customers, which we were talking about is a, that general theme in business right now is you have the higher cost, but is your, is your customer going to pay for it? Uh, and in Tyson Foods' case, it is getting passed on, and people are still paying for their, their meat products that Tyson's going to deliver. Um, and then we had Peloton. Peloton reported, and uh, they actually had a, a great breakout to the upside today. They are up about $8.50, and that was from a about a $30 stock. So now they're about uh, $38.26, up 28% on this uh, this earnings. So they uh, they basically crushed it. Is it is it time to buy? Um, I mean, looking at the EPS, they're still negative. We got to see, are they going to still have this prolonged growth? Are people still buying them? Was it a pandemic play? I haven't really done a deep dive on this one. Uh, it, it always just kind of ran up without me. Uh, you know, when you look at last year's numbers, uh, we were at about 155, uh, was the yearly high on the 16th of February. And, you know, for me, uh, it's kind of, I was looking at it around, around that time and just thinking, you know, it's way too expensive for me. I'm not getting into it. And then it's just been in free fall mode. This is one of the ones that kind of corrected before other stocks were correcting. When the, uh, the recovery was underway, a lot of people thought, you know, Peloton's not going to be the one. People are getting out of COVID. People are going to want to go outside. And uh, people were kind of leaving some of these recovery or at-home stocks in the dust in order to get into other names that were more your travel stocks or, uh, you know, your get out and do something type stocks. So Peloton got left behind. Now they're showing that they had a good quarter and uh, this 28% run, I would not buy on this green day. Personally, I would let this one fall back down, you know, certainly cut this, this green in half from this 28%. If it could get back down to that, uh, you know, 33 level, uh, that could be a good time to get, uh, you know, your toe in the water, so to speak. 
analyst research on this says it's got about 10% of upside from here. A lot of sideways action from uh, most of the analysts. Um, but today we did have uh, three buy ratings uh, from a price point of 40, 42, and 50. We had a hold on it yesterday at $68, which I don't know why you would be uh, holding if you think you're going to have the stock run from 30 yesterday to 68. I don't, I don't know who issues a, a hold, um, but Truist Financial did just that. Um, so yeah, a lot of different stuff going on out there. They are still, you know, showing that they do have some, uh, some pep in their step as far as Peloton goes, and they might be something that's going to be more of a long-term player. Uh, you know, for me, if they can get Pelotons into gyms and if people get back into gyms and they have group cycling classes, uh, I think that could certainly do better for Peloton if that, uh, can be kind of closed if they can get that uh, the the Peloton units into a gym. I think that would be a big uh, plus for them. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. I'm sure someone's out there doing it. But then we've got uh, Disney. And when we were looking at, you know, you get out there and do something stock uh, between going to the movies, going to the parks. Uh, I think that Disney is undervalued here. They have certainly had uh, a haircut from their highs. They are at 141.73. They have not reported yet. I think they're going to report on Wednesday, and I'm recording on Tuesday. Yeah, so they, they do report, I think, on the, on the 9th. I believe it's after the bell. So we'll uh, keep track of this one. I'll probably put something in the group as to how Disney did. But uh, that being said, they were at 203 last March, and the low on this one was 129. Uh, on January 24th of 22. So we're a little bit off the lows. I still think that they've got a uh, a good runway for success. The The parks are back to pretty much open. I mean, everything's open, and then they are allowing more people in. The, uh, the capacity is getting higher. Uh, a lot of the people that I have heard down there are saying that uh, it's hard to get reservations for either a hotel or dinner or park. Uh, a lot of the different... Uh, uh, park passes have changed. They've got some different uh, scenarios going on to get into line. It, it's not as easy as it what it was. And well, it's more expensive, I should say. It's more expensive than what it was to be able to uh, get in the front of the line. The line hopper, or I forget what it was called, line hopper, line jumper pass is not the same. And you have to basically reserve each individual ride. Uh, I think that's a way for them to raise some more money. Park prices have gone up. Uh, I believe Disney Plus has gone up. They are looking for more subscribers there. Uh, so if you're looking for a streaming company, uh, I think Disney has a more well-rounded uh, business than just Netflix. And I think a lot of people have been getting out of the Netflix as they were getting out of Peloton. Similar uh, business model to the at-home uh, subscription type play. And now, you know, if people want to get out and travel, I think, you know, Disney is going to be a uh, uh, a solid place to look for some gains here. I think 141 is a little bit weak, even though the uh, the earnings is is high right now. I think a lot of those numbers are a bit skewed. I'd have to do a little bit deeper of a dive on that. But uh, when we look at the analyst research, uh, currently about 37 percent of upside. And the uh, the analysts have this one at about 195 from this price point of 141. 
So about $52, yeah, $52 worth of upside on this one. Uh, I do think that they're going to do well. Uh, I don't really think that, uh, you know, the uh, the Disney Plus numbers, the, the raise is going to turn so many people away. I think, uh, you know, when we were told that streaming is going to be the way of the future, it's going to be cheaper. You won't have your cable bill. I think we were sold a little bit of a uh, a bill of goods on that one. And I think everyone is paying probably a bit more than what they were paying in the past for uh, TV subscriptions and, and things like that from cable to Netflix, Hulu, Disney, etc. Um, so, you know, I, I think the, the cable cutting or the cord cutting on cable is probably going to happen first. And then, you know, people are going to really figure out what platform they want to have or uh, subscriptions they want to have. But Disney's uh, one of the big ones. And uh, I definitely think that their content and their their library is larger than a lot of others. They do need to probably do a little bit more in the way of uh, making new content for the uh, for the platform. But uh, I think they know that that writing has been on the wall for them, that they really need to keep making new stuff. And they, they have been spending, you know, hand over foot uh, fist on trying to get more content onto the platform for for new users and to to get more people get more eyes watching and paying for that uh, subscription. But uh, to finish this one off, we've got uh, week seven uh, for the investing challenge. We are still uh, looking at this one. We've got uh, McDonald's. We've got uh, CMG, Chipotle Mexican Grill. We've got Starbucks, Domino's Pizza, and Pepsi Cola. Uh, so, you know, you've got uh, a little bit of mixture there. You've got McDonald's, which is that that larger uh, you know, known around the world. You got Chipotle, which is more of that growth story. Starbucks, which has more of the ties with uh, China. And I think they are their numbers in China were actually pretty solid. Uh, Domino's Pizza, which has kind of had a bit of that downtick with some of the uh, names like Peloton or uh, Netflix. A lot of people thinking that they're going to get out and go do things rather than order pizza in. They have had that bit of a pullback. Uh, I, you know, that's a strong contender in my mind. And then Pepsi, which is just kind of that worldwide powerhouse. And they've got uh, more brands than I can probably even rattle off the top of my head. I'm just going to pull them up real quick to, to, to give you some of the different names that are in their uh, umbrella of uh, products. Let's just take a look here. Um, we have... Pepsi, Tostitos, uh, Brisk, Iced Tea, Lay's, Cheetos, Mountain Dew, Quaker, Doritos, Ruffles, Gatorade, uh, I think even some Starbucks products, Aquafina, Fritos, Lipton, uh, the list goes on. So they, they've got uh, both drinks and snacks, and uh, you know they're, they're definitely a, a big player in that industry. So those are the five that we got this week. The, uh, the poll will be open until Friday. Uh, so get on there and uh, get your votes in because right now McDonald's is in the lead and uh, hopefully we can definitely contest that one and see uh, where everyone wants to be. But uh, that's what I got for you guys this week. I hope you uh, enjoyed the uh, the episode. If you need to uh, open an account, the links are going to be in the description for the ones that I use. Uh, if you got any questions or you want to see a uh, stock go head to head in one of the future episodes, feel free to reach out or leave a comment or even message uh, on the on the Facebook group. Uh, if you'd like to support the channel, 
you can do so at anchor.fm slash let it grow uh, for as little as 99 cents a month. And uh, thank you guys for listening. I will catch you guys in the next one. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our Anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.